The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and we are back. Now we're going to talk about a memoir and about an amazing person who got through a, a tough situation and has really turned his life around and is living a very fulfilling life. My guest is Emil Andrus, and his book is Hard to Grip. A Memoir of Youth, Baseball, and Chronic Illness. After a record-breaking pitching career in college, Emil DeAndres' life seemed set. He was 23, in great shape, and had just been offered a contract to play professionally in Europe. Then his body fell apart. When he, What started with elbow stiffness quickly progressed to swelling in his wrist. Soon his fingers were too bloated to grip a baseball, and the diagnosis was rheumatoid arthritis a chronic autoimmune disease that would shatter his childhood dream of ever playing in the big leagues. And so this is the story, Hard to Grip, of a young man's body giving out, but how, how his journey and where he's come to now as a wonderful, inspirational story. Welcome, Emil. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Did I say your last name correctly? Yeah, you nailed it. DeAndres. Oh, good, good. All right, so, oh, I don't know if you'd like to start at the beginning, but, you know, you were 23, so this had to be quite a setback. How did you initially handle this diagnosis? Well, you know, um, like you said, I I was a young man, and I was, you know, kind of stubborn, and I was used to sort of being a successful kind of competitive spirited man. And so um, getting that news was tough to accept because rheumatoid arthritis is an autoimmune condition that typically affects uh, older women. And so being that I was a young man, I, I, I thought that was the last thing that could, that could possibly be the thing that ended my career. And so I actually went into a little bit of denial. They prescri- I was prescribed medication right off the bat because my rheumatologist told me, you know, when when you're diagnosed, the best thing to do is sort of address it immediately. Um, and so I got these medications, but I refused to take them because psychologically I felt if I took the medication, that meant that I was accepting I had this disease. Um, so I didn't take the meds and that actually allowed the disease to sort of spread rampantly throughout my body, um, for the first few months. Mm. What about, um, how, how is this treated? Drugs? Um, well, there's a, I mean, there's a couple of different approaches and, um, people sort of supplement different, different things, but generally you take things called immunosuppressants and an immunosuppressant, um, by nature 
sort of stops your immune system from working as strong, as, as, as hard as it does because in an autoimmune condition, your immune system gets confused and starts attacking your own body um, as if it were the enemy. So it, it, re- it recognizes things that are very normal in your body as, as, as foreign enemies and it attacks. So uh, in the case of rheumatoid arthritis, it attacks the joints usually um, and it causes you to swell up and, and, and be inflamed. Um, and so the drugs uh, stop your immune system from working that hard. Um, so that makes you more susceptible to little illnesses and stuff like that, but it also stops, you know, it, it prevents the swelling. Mm. So to give us the progression um, in terms of, you know, how you got through your 20s and where you, you know, the progression of this, how yeah, this worked. So I was diagnosed 23 um, and went through this phase of denial. And then I sort of had to figure out what I wanted to do with my life because I, you know, in one month I had the next few years of my life figured out. I knew I was going to play professional baseball and who knew where that was going to go. What was also nice about that is I could sort of uh, postpone having to become, you know, a regular citizen with a regular job, which was something I really wanted to avoid. Um, And so suddenly not only did I have rheumatoid arthritis, but I also had to figure out what I wanted to do with my life and to boot with rheumatoid arthritis, there wasn't anything, there wasn't very much I physically could do. Um, so that was kind of a frustrating sort of period where I moved back in with my parents and I had to sort of figure out where, what direction I wanted to go in. And I was still sleeping in the same bed that I slept in growing up and stuff. It was, it was kind of, you know, um, felt a little bit suffocating. And so, um, I started to write. And so uh, in my mid twenties, I started to spend a few hours a day, uh, writing and I would write fiction, I would write poetry, I would write, you know, whatever, whatever came to my mind. And also I started to write this book. Um, and I think it was a means of therapy sort of getting down mm-hmm. on the page. Some of the things I was going through, um, at that time, it was, it was helpful. And so, um, that was kind of what I ended up doing and, and it turned into this book hard to grip. And now you're, and now you're writing and teaching. That's right. So, um, it progressed to a couple different things. Writing led me to get a master's of fine arts in creative writing and Mm. getting that master's of fine arts, uh, qualified me to teach college. And so I wound up as a professor. I teach college, Mm. uh, English at a community college about 20 minutes South of San Francisco. Um, Mm. and I coach baseball down there and I also coach baseball, um, at the high school where I went. So, yeah, and I write, How do you and I feel now, Emil, how do you feel now about that experience? Now that you've looked back and you've created something new, how do you feel about it? Rheumatoid arthritis, just getting the yes. disease? Yes, at, at a young age, yes. Yeah, you know, it, I mean, it forces you to grow up a little quicker. I think anytime someone experiences the, um, I mean, everybody goes through it in some way, uh, but just having something taken from you before you're ready. Um, it mm. builds character. And I think it adds complexity to your, to your personality. Uh, anytime you're humbled, I think that's a good thing. And so th- there are definitely ways to look at this disease, um, the, the positives of it. You know, I, I was able to, I mean, I, I met my future wife in college and we were going to have to separate when, if I went to play pro ball and because of, because of the disease, I was, I was able to stay with her and now we're married. Um, mm-hmm. and I have two bo- I have two books out, which probably would not have happened. Um, it just, I mean, it changed the direction of my life, but I, 
I've done a lot in the time that I've had this disease that I'm that I'm really happy about. Do you give advice to you know to adolescents or to young adults? Um, well, yeah. I mean, as a coach, I would say I'm 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 often in the in a position to be giving you know advice, whether it's just it's flat out fundamental baseball stuff or, or life or, or anything like that. Um, and yeah, I do, but I don't really approach, um, my pupils, if you will. I don't, I don't approach them from, from an angle of you need to, I don't don't try and, I don't don't try and squash their dreams. Basically. If, if kids want to, if kids have their eye on pro ball, if kids want to work hard and and, and play college baseball, I'm all for it. I'm not the guy that's going to tell them how realistic, I'm not going to give them the realistic sort of hard talk about how it's going to be really hard and you never know if a disease might come your way and end your career. So, you know, always be prepared for, you know, to be let down or anything like that. I'm, I don't use my disease as a sort of um, platform to, as a scare tactic for kids. I, what I do do though, is I really do prioritize making sure that they understand how lucky they are to be playing the game and how wonderful the game of baseball is and how, you know, Baseball ends for everybody at some point. For me, it was after college. For some people, it would be after high school. And mm. I, I find often that people look back on their time with baseball, however long, like very romantically and very nostalgically. And so I just, I, it's important for me that, that kids understand how, how cherishable this time of their life is. Mm. Yeah. And I'm sure that's something you instill in them, too, you know, is, is yeah. make most of now. Very important that they understand that, absolutely. Yeah. Where are you now in your health in terms of your pain and your mobility? Where are you now? Um, I'm pretty functional. The medication that I'm on has, and I, this is a knock on wood situation indeed, I, I'm able to do pretty much everything that, um, that I want to do. And like I said earlier, when my disease was fresh, I did, I did not take the medication. And so I... I came to understand just how powerful and how sinister this disease can be. Um, and because I was, I was borderline cripple, uh, for some, for some months there. So now that I have the medication working and I'm able to do a lot of the stuff, um, that I wish to do, and I have the perspective of just how bad this disease could get, I'm very mm-hmm. grateful. I'm able to, you know, I'm go, I go to the gym, I'm able to lift, you know, light weights, I'm able to run, I'm able to bike, I'm able to throw batting practice to my, to my players and stuff. So, Aside from getting on a mound and throwing a ball as hard as I can a hundred times throughout the course of the game, there's a lot that I there's a lot that I am enabled by the by the medication. Hmm. All right, we're going to take a break in a couple of minutes. Any um, tips that you have before we go to break for young people aspiring to play the game, to play ba- baseball? Yeah, yeah, of course. You know. Um, and it's, it's a timely question given it's the Little League World Series right now. Um, I think it's just, it's a lot of hard work and baseball is worth it. You know, um, it's one of the, it's one of the most beautiful things someone can do is play the game of baseball and to get good at it and to get yourself in a position where, you know, you're playing on a college roster. It's a very competitive, you know, um, situation. So it, and it's even more competitive now than it used to be. I mean, baseball now, in order to have a chance, it seems like you got to play year-round, and you have to make a lot of different sacrifices and stuff. And um, I would just say, you know, if you love the game, uh, just go for it. And, and, and know that you got to work hard. And it takes a lot of mental toughness and a lot of physical ability, but, um, you know, practice, practice and working hard, it, 
can sharpen those skills. And do you have to start at a certain age, Emil, or can you start, you know, do you have to start as a teenager or a young adult? I mean, most, most commonly I find the love for the game is fostered at a young age, and that is, that's the foundation that, that leads to someone having the passion and the skill that it takes to, to play at a high level. You know, so I, I would assume most kids are starting young because they're introduced young and they fall in love with a certain player or a certain team and that's how it goes. But um, I'm, I'm sure, I mean, you can start at any age. Just to, You definitely get a head start the earlier you do. Yeah, very important. All right, uh, tell people how they can get the book and then we're going to come back and talk some more. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, the quickest way is, uh, is on Amazon. Um, the book is available in bookstores nationwide in the sports section, but um, that can be hit or miss, and Amazon is very much hit, so <laughs> that's probably the quickest way. All right. And the book is Hard to Grip. It's a memoir of youth, baseball, and chronic illness. And my guest is Emil DeAndreas. And we're going to come back with Emil and talk more about the game of baseball. How do you get through tough times, you know, when you have lemons, uh, how you turn them into lemonade? And so we'll, we'll talk more about that right after the break. You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show right here on VoiceAmerica.com. America's Voice will be right back. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Life is complicated and sometimes we all need a little help, but don't have the time for a full hour-long session or don't know who to turn to. That's where BetterHelp comes into play. With BetterHelp, I can get matched with one of over 2,500 licensed and approved counselors and therapists and get help anytime, anywhere, totally private. For a flat weekly fee starting at $35, I can connect with my counselor via text, chat, video conference, or phone, which is great for me because I'm always on the go. And I can go back to previous sessions whenever I want through my secure account from anywhere in the world. It's a great feeling to know that help is there, affordable, private, and convenient to my schedule. We all can use a little help. Help. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash VA Health and register for free. You can try it for seven days without being charged on your credit card and get matched with a licensed counselor usually within 24 hours. Get BetterHelp today at BetterHelp.com forward slash VA Health. What makes a great leader? Most have a vision, one that starts beyond the resources available and continues from that point into developing a solid plan, organization, and company. Leadership issues are discussed each week on VoltCast, illuminating leadership with host Jeff Smith. Jeff has years of experience as a leader and executive coach, and his guests will bring you information that can help a team of any size. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Where can you learn about EasyWayPromotions.com's social media marketing, brand positioning, and more? Easy Talk Live. Where can you get tuned into celebrities in the business world? Easy Talk Live. Where can you learn about entrepreneurment? Easy Talk Live. Every week, host Eric EZ Zuli and his celebrity friends talk about global causes, offer tips and tricks that you can use right now on social media, and give you the chance to promote your projects on Easy Talk Live. Every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. are listening to the Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to the Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone. We are back. I'm Patricia Raskin. And my guest is Emil DeAndreas. His book is Hard to Grip, a memoir of youth, baseball, and chronic illness. And at the age of 23, when he was an aspiring baseball player, he found out that he had rheumatoid arthritis, and it changed his life. And that's what this memoir is about, and it's very inspirational. So welcome back, Emil. Thank you. Okay. All right, let's talk about what was the hardest time, and, and what was the hardest part in all this, and how did you pull yourself up and out? So I, I think right in the beginning stages of this, um, you know, moving home, because I, I should sort of paint a picture of my life. I was in Hawaii playing baseball um, as a senior, and I was having a successful season, and then I found out I was going to go professional. And so, there was, like, the twilight of my college experience was really, really blissful. Um, and I thought, you know, I, was, I thought the sky was the limit. And so that it, within a few weeks, I was back home and suddenly experiencing all these symptoms um, and not being able to throw a baseball anymore, not being able to work out and having to go to all these doctor's visits and being told I had this sort of chronic disease that was going to cancel my pro career. Um, you know, there was a lot to sort of, there's a lot to stomach. This all happened, like I said, in throughout the course of one month. Uh, my body went changed so so rapidly, and so Exciting I think that that time period was was probably the, the the darkest, just because I had I was used to spending hours a day on the baseball field or mm. doing something baseball related hours a day, like either mm. playing catch or going to the weight room or pitching in a game or you know running with my teammates afterwards. Like there's a it's kind of like a religious experience playing baseball and it's, it's, it's very round the clock. Um, and so suddenly I had this gaping hole in my day where I was used to spending playing baseball and as, as tough as it was physically to sort of get used to this disease, it was equally tough psychologically because I had, it's things felt like they were getting stagnant really, really quick in my life. Um, I did, it just came to a screeching halt. And so I had to find a way to keep my mind occupied um, and that was, that was the most important thing to do. And I think that was the hardest thing to do. Um, something that would, that would take my mind off the disease. And so I started writing and like, I, I mean, I was, a I I was an English major in college, so I, I had some experience writing and I, you know, I like to read and stuff like that. And so I found that writing a few hours a day was the kind of substitute psychologically that, that I needed. And so that was, that was what helped pull me out of this rut that I was finding myself in. I think the hardest part of that, and I can relate to that, not in in other ways, is you, you're almost blindsided because you just you just hadn't, you know, you never expected it. I think that's ma- what makes it so hard. I mean, it's mm-hmm. never easy yeah. anyway, but it, it's just all of a sudden, time, boom, you, the rug is pulled out from under you. 
And that, exactly. that's, that, and that, I think you fall yeah. on your face. Yeah. 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 And, um, I understand that I've had that in different areas of my life and more relationship kind of things and business kinds of things where you just didn't expect something, you know, someone to leave or something to happen. And you're like, what? But as, but as you said, um, you know, it does make you stronger. Talk about, Emil, talk about the importance of relationships during this time of people who support you and believe in you. Yeah, I mean, my case is interesting and my book gets into this a little bit because I was a kind of a hard-headed stubborn um you know guy uh at the time I I had a hard time admitting to anybody what was going on and I had a really hard time going public about the the actual cause of, of the end of my baseball career uh because I, it was an embarrassing affliction I thought rheumatoid arthritis it was a, an affliction that was meant for older women and I was a 23 year old man and it took all my muscle and turned it and, and, and went away with it. And it made me unable to carry even the lightest thing. It made it hard to tie my shoelace or, or, you know, brush my teeth or shake someone's hand. Like my mask, my, my masculinity seemed to be just diminishing. And I had a really hard time um, being honest with myself and with others about that. So for a while I kept it to myself and, um, I did not allow, I did not put myself in a position where people could support me. Um, and I, and you know, everybody's different and I'm not, if I went through it again, I might be the same way again, or I might, I might be more public, more open about it. But, uh, it was, it helped me get through it, kind of forcing myself to get through it on my own without the sympathy of others. Now that I've, you know, written a book about it and I've had the disease for like eight years, the relationships are, are so, they've always been important to me with or without a disease. I've, I've always been someone who is, who is made by the people closest to him, you know? Um, so, and, and now, now that I'm, you know, a little bit vulnerable, I'm a little bit more public about it. Of, of course, having friends and, and family that, and their concern and their accommodations are always, it's just, it's just warming to know. And, you know, it, it, it makes life a lot more meaningful. All right. Closing thoughts for our listeners. What would you like to leave them with today? Well, I, I think the book my book hard to grip is just um, it's a unique narrative. It's a unique tale, but it's a, it's a common, it's a common story that everyone experiences. So even though not everybody goes through being a young person uh, with a disease that, you know, debilitates the body, everyone goes through having things taken from them before they're ready and having to get Mm -hmm. used to that and, and, and life giving you something, life giving you something that you, you did not expect. Um, and so in that way, this is kind of just, this is something that everyone will be able to relate to. Um, and uh, even though the context of the book is pretty dreary, um, it is made up of a lot of funny stories. So, um, it's, it's, there's a lot of laugh out loud moments in the book. So don't let the sort of morose topic sort of steer you away. It's, 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 it's a pretty light book. Yeah. And it's also an inspirational story. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it is. All right, and tell people again, Emil, how they can get the book. Uh, you can get Hard to Grip on Amazon. Um, that's probably the quickest way. And um, it's also in books, uh, sports sections of bookstores nationwide. But like I said earlier, that that's not always the, the guarantee. Okay. All right. Again, my guest has been Emil DeAndres. His book is Hard to Grip, 
A Memoir of Youth, Baseball, and Chronic Illness, an inspirational story. Thanks so much for being on the program. Really appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. All right. Okay. Stay on the line for a minute. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Write to me, Patricia, at PatriciaRaskin.com, and like me on Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources on Facebook. Until next time, have a great week. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.